Hello everyone and welcome back to The Pit Perspective. My name is Megan Skelly and I'm going to introduce you to the other members of my team. I'm Abby. I'm Mads. This week we did an interview with Vimal Policule, a member of our team, and he kind of talked a little bit about how his um, race and culture impacted his experience growing up and just his life as a whole. Alrighty, I am Megan Skelly and I'm joined here today by one of our team members of the Pit Perspective team, Vimal. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm Vimal Polikil. I'm a member of the Pit Perspective team and today I get to talk to Megan. Yeah, alright. Um, so Vimal, can you describe your general upbringing, where you're from, and your family life and culture? Um, so I was born in Saudi Arabia. I was born in a city called Jubail but my parents and all my families from India were from a state in the very south of India called Kerala. And um, what's unique about my culture is that Kerala has a really strong Christian population and presence. So I'm from that community. Um, we're, Mal- we're called Malayali people. And I grew up Orthodox Christian, and it's a huge part of my culture. And. Uh, we started having Christians in India and in Kerala as far as back as AD 53. So it's a really huge part of my upbringing and my culture. It's tied together for me. That's awesome. Okay. Um, can you tell us about your goals and hopes for the podcast and working with the podcast? Um, I think my biggest goal for the podcast is to raise an understanding, but like specifically to do it by helping people identify their own biases or showing people the sort of things that happen to um, minorities on a day-to-day basis, a daily thing. And I kind of want this podcast to give people an opportunity to reflect for themselves and try and learn more about themselves and have a better understanding about this kind of stuff. I don't want the goal to necessarily like to teach people, but um, just to share stories to give people an opportunity uh, to make an opinion for themselves and hopefully a good one. Um, I think that was a really good point um, when he said that he wants to help people understand their own biases because I feel like every time we do a podcast, I like recognize that in myself. Like I'll be thinking about something and I kind of didn't realize that I would think about something a certain way. So it kind of opens my eyes just talking about it, like having these conversations together. But I know also like our listeners are going to have the same experience. Absolutely. Um, so what about your race makes you the most proud? Uh, I would definitely say the influence we've had on so many things um, in like modern culture, like yoga it came from India. Um, for me about like my religion I guess like comes back to um, how much history we have and how traditional everything is for us everything is very um, by the book Um, everything you want to learn about what we do you can learn about it it's very traditional everything's been set for hundreds of years if you want to know more about our certain processes it is written down because we just go back so far back in history and as for my culture as an Indian, um, I think there's a lot, a lot of parts of it that people don't understand is from India. Like the game of chess, um, the number zero, the concept was made in India. Like we, we have a lot of culture and history and I think it's pretty cool. And uh, 
I don't think a lot of people give it the credit it deserves sometimes. <laughs> Definitely, for sure. It's so interesting to see like how little we actually know across the board about different types of cultures. Some are hit on more than others, but then there's so many other ones that just don't get as much yeah, attention. And, and I don't like completely blame people for not knowing a lot about India because I mean there's like 40 different languages. Each state has own like completely different and unique culture. And so I don't I don't blame people completely for not knowing it. But I think if everyone gave a chance to learn about it, um, it would be pretty interesting for them. It would be a pretty uh, good experience, in my opinion. Absolutely. So as a Malayali, is that what you said? Malayali, Yeah, okay. we, we speak Malayalam. Oh, okay, cool. So as a Malayali um, person or male, um, what is your experience like with race? What has it been um, as you've grown up? Uh, so when I first moved here, uh, I came here not knowing any English or anything. And then uh, I was kind of in a bubble with like other, fa uh, just my family and other Malayali people. So I, I, I didn't really understand like anything about like race or the difference then, you know, cause I was always with my own people. Um, I feel like I started to notice like a small difference um, when I started going to school and stuff. And then that's when I realized like, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit different than everybody else. Like I'm not the, um, the norm, I guess, or the standard. And it was just small things. Like people would immediately assume stuff about me. If I told them I'm Christian, they'd be like, oh, when'd you convert? Or like, isn't everyone from India Hindu? I was like, no, we've been Christian for a while. And like, they wouldn't believe me sometimes. They'd just be like, haha no when'd you convert and then so that's when I'm like oh so they they already have some set ideas about me like based on just where I'm from kind of going back to what he said about um, not realizing that he wasn't part of the norm when he first moved to America I just I thought that was really interesting because like America has sort of tried to brand itself as the melting pot of a lot of different cultures but like it's still so predominantly white and like that's the quote-unquote norm in America and um, I just think that it's like kind of weird how um, we try to be like oh we're this like big place where everybody can come and just be themselves and that's what's American but then so many people are like no that's not what America is and it's just like two sides of I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and that also goes along to the fact that like they wouldn't believe that he was like Christian yeah. and that he had been his whole life. Like they automatically assumed that he wasn't just because he was from somewhere that wasn't America. And I I think um that's kind of one of those daily things I have just like a, a small reminder. Like I feel like I don't face any um like abrupt direct racism, but I feel I feel like um I'm, me and like other Indian people would be like victims of just um, small biases people that people have they don't know they have or just little microaggressions but um, I, I like being from a different culture I think it makes me unique and I enjoy my culture a lot awesome. um, so did you attend uh, public school growing up yeah public schools okay um did you find that in those younger grades whenever you were like starting to come into new environments did you find that they were welcoming and kind of like embraced your differences or was it hard uh they were definitely welcoming like it was always nice people in my opinion like I was saying I would, if I was a victim of anything it would only be um, microaggressions or 
people having the wrong education about stuff. So I felt like I wasn't directly dealt with it, most of it. Like it wasn't with harmful intent, but there was um, a lack of education and sometimes like almost insensitivity caused by that. So like um, in public schools, I was actually in a pretty diverse area. I mean, I'm from the Triangle. So it's not like there weren't other Indian people there, but my first like elementary school, there weren't as many and I just moved in. And so my like my English wasn't great and I get made fun of about it sometimes. Or like, you know, people would make all the curry jokes or the curry questions. But that's about it. I felt like there was no no harm ever meant, like, directly. Okay. Um, so were conversations about race part of your upbringing as far as like within your family or was it really like approached in a certain way? Uh, it wasn't really brought up by my family. Like we had conversations, like, you know, you need to um there's a certain way you need to act because um, I, I mentioned it before too, like we're representing our whole community. And a lot of times like my dad would tell me, you know, in some places um, people are great, they'll treat you well. And in some places they're just looking for a reason to make you look bad. They're waiting for you to mess up almost so they can, they can confirm the idea they had of you already. So my dad was like, a lot of the people are good. Most of them are good. You just need to like watch out for the people who act like that. And so for that reason, I felt like I always kind of had to um, work at a higher standard just so it wouldn't be like making my people look bad. That like makes me think about all of the podcasts we've done. Like On mentioned it when I interviewed her. Um, I know Pam Tuck, in, or yeah, Pam Tuck talked about it when Brie was interviewing her. And that's something that obviously, like, I have never had to think about. Like, I've never had to, like, go out in public and think about the fact that I'm representing an entire culture. Right, and thinking about the weight that that puts on your shoulders. Like, there's no, like, way I can even really fathom having to go out and just know that everyone's eyes are on me and they're judging me from the second that I walk outside. Like that's so wild to me and just the weight and the stress that that puts on to one person is something that shouldn't be anything that anyone has to deal with really. I feel like it also goes back to the conversation we had um, in our last episode about like the bravery that it takes to kind of go out and know that you have to be acting a certain way because you feel like you're representing an entire community and like you know that you're going to face like these microaggressions like he was saying but you have to act like it doesn't matter because you're representing this entire community and you don't want to like put like a, like a bad rep I guess it's like they don't want people to think like bad things about them. Yeah, and if it's, like, starting from a young age that they're told this, it kind of, like, I feel like it forces them to mature faster. Like, you have to, like, think about your actions earlier on in life as opposed to, like, people that don't have to, like, think about how, oh, how will my actions affect my culture and, like, the people's thoughts about my culture, stuff like that. Absolutely. Even going back to Pam Tuck's episode in the last episode um whenever she was talking about having to go to her art teacher to like put a voice out about her grades which shouldn't even be something that is contested on you know what I mean um so it's just crazy that from such a young age they're expected to have a voice and like 
be able to stand up for themselves whenever really they shouldn't have to do that yet. Uh, as far as race conversations, besides that, we didn't really have much. Um, my parents always just taught us to treat everybody like the same, like understand their differences, but don't treat them differently because of it. And then in school, I felt like I felt like there was no race conversations, or I mean, for Indians in general. Like one big thing was, um, I, I think it's important to make the distinction between Native Americans and Indians. And like even in school, my teachers would still call Native Americans the Indians. And then everybody would look at me and they're like, aren't you Indian? And I'm like, you know, we know the distinction. Like we know they're Native Americans and not Indians. But like I think that's one of those small things that I have to deal with. Like every day I still hear the word Indian. And it's not offensive to me necessarily. It's just, it's just that it's wrong. And like, that's one thing, you know? I think that's such a big thing that needs to be fixed in American education because like, it's not like something that was discovered recently that needs to be changed. It's been known since the, like the beginning of our country that Indians and Native Americans were two different groups that were like, mixed up because Christopher Columbus thought he sailed to India when he didn't but sorry this is just something that I, I think is very very important and yeah yeah no I agree and like I grew up in the same place that Vimal did in like the Raleigh Durham area and it was like I guess a very diverse place but they didn't talk about those distinctions at all and like I remember learning about Christopher Columbus and they would address them and say like oh he found the Indians and they never kind of corrected themselves even as like we went through to like higher education and that's something that like obviously should be fixed because it's like factually incorrect. Yeah. Um, so being at ECU as a student here um, has it been a positive space for your race and ethnicity coming up? Um, ECU was definitely different from where I grew up because like I said I grew up in the Triangle so lots of Indian people, lots of Asian people, a real mix of people. I came here and the numbers are a little bit different. Um, I, I definitely, it definitely did emphasize that I was a minority here and I feel like there have been a few situations. I remember one time I was walking down the hall in my dorm and somebody comes out and they were like, you look like you can fix my TV. And, and I wasn't sure what they meant by that. I was like, is this because I'm a guy? Is this because I'm Indian? Am I super smart looking? I don't know what it was. And so I was like, oh, haha, ha, I'm not great with TVs. And then I left. But it's like, there, there'd be small stuff like that. Uh, I'd just be in a class of like, oh, you know, I bet you're good at math. I was like, I definitely don't look like somebody who's good at math. So there might be something else behind it. It's, it's stuff like that. But at ECU, I felt like I've never had any direct encounters that you know weren't positive except one time um i was pulled over on the side of the road i was working on my car like something happened i was trying fixing my car you know so i'm already at kind of a low point i'm on my way to ecu and somebody's driving by and they yell out their car like that's what you get you curry and then they call me the n-word so one it doesn't make sense you know like i was confused by the choice for the insult first of all and then second of all i was just kind of shocked i was like I'm just chilling in the side of the road, you know, and so like that that was definitely um, with harmful intent, and I felt like I was picked out. But that was in Greenville and not ECU, so I felt like so far I've had a good experience at ECU.
Are you involved with any of the like groups on campus that are for like minority groups? No, I'm not really. In, well, besides the work we do, like with the Pay Perspective and you know like our honors project and stuff, uh, I haven't had um, any like work with the, any of those organizations personally. Um, do you think the ECU overall has positive race relations across campus? In terms of education or like how people interact with each other? Both. Uh, in terms of education, I, I think race relations is nowhere near where it should be, especially given that so many people have identified there is a problem on campus or there is a problem in the area or in the workforce. So I, I think education-wise, there could be some improvement for race relation. And um, that's not even about me or my people. I feel like a lot of times we kind of get brushed a little bit off. Um, I mean, and also we don't have to deal with as much as other minorities do. But I also feel like not many people get educated about that. So, you know, that's just one thing. And then in terms of in campus, on campus, I felt like I haven't had to deal with anything too much. And people um, at EC, they definitely do promote understanding and diversity. Like I see these signs everywhere. So th there definitely is an effort in my opinion. And I've felt, I've never felt anything wrong from staff or professors and I've always made, uh, been comfortable with them. Um, do you think that if you ever did have an encounter, do you know where you would like go on campus to find support? Um, I do. I have the resources. I don't remember the name, um, but you know, one of our group members, Nevaeh, she had an experience, and she reached out to ECU, and they told her the resources to use. So I mean, I found it's pretty easy to find, but I know where it is. I just don't remember what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. So, do you feel like your race impacts your daily life? Um, I don't think it hinders any part of my daily life necessarily, but I think it does impact my daily life in the sense just uh, the first opinion people make of me every day. You know, you just, you see somebody briefly for a second, you process what you can, and if your mind thinks that, you know, color or race is a big um, identifier between different people, you know, if that's like something that you're focused on, then yeah, I feel like it uh, impacts my daily life. I think people make opinions about me uh, as soon as they see me just because of my skin or my race sometimes. That kind of makes me think about something that I um, recently learned in my sociology class. We were talking about like implicit bias and the fact that like we don't, we're not always aware that we're judging somebody or we're like assuming that they're different when we like look at them and make that initial thought. And I think that's kind of what he's talking about. Like people look at him once and like make an assumption and not kind of not realize they're doing it. But then obviously in some cases they know what they're doing and they're aware of their opinions. Yeah. And then as a student also. Uh, as a student, I've definitely noticed like a lot of classmates will, um, before they've even seen me talk or work, they'll kind of expect me to be good at school or whatever. And I feel like it kind of takes away from my own accomplishments or achievements. Like, I didn't do well in school because I'm like Indian. I just did well in school because I guess I did well in school. And so then they're like, oh, you know, you're Indian. Or like, there's like three Indian guys working together. They're going to get 100 on the project. But it's like, I didn't get 100 because I'm Indian. I got 100 because I did my work. So I feel like that's one of those things I kind of have to deal with as a student, as a classmate, 
or just in an educational standpoint? I never like really thought about that. Like that's really interesting that he had to experience something like someone taking away, not really taking away, but um, not fully crediting him for his hard work just because he's Indian, like automatically assuming he's smart and being like, oh, he didn't like get a good grade or he didn't succeed because of his hard work. He succeeded because like he's Indian and Indian people are smart. But yeah, and then then that kind of like invalidates the things that he does, mm-hmm. and obviously, like he is working hard and he's like actually doing that work for himself. But yeah. people just make those assumptions, and then right. The question is too is how far through his life will that go? You know, like is that something that he's gonna have to experience in the workplace later on? And is that gonna hinder him from moving up through like jobs? And that's I could see where that would be extremely frustrating and annoying that you're seen as like you're not what you're actually accomplishing. It's just because you're Indian. And like the problem is that those stereotypes are being portrayed in the media. They're being portrayed in like TV shows and movies and stuff like that. So at some point they continue to like I guess validate those people's thoughts and they're like oh this is like okay to think this about somebody because they're putting it on like a bigger platform and they're kind of like making fun of it um how do you envision a community and campus where racial injustices are approached with like sustainable solutions and do you have any ideas for solutions that might support our students better um for race relations and just stuff like this in general um, the only sustainable solution I can think of is just education you know people need to be taught um, the differences people need to be taught to appreciate the differences and it it comes from it's not something you can just teach yourself without changing your own um, perspective or point of view Um, throughout the years my perspective has changed I've opened up I've learned a lot more and that's because I've been educated in a lot of things. So I think education is the most sustainable solution. Um, but in terms of how racial injustices are approached with, uh, I think we do need to be a little bit more strict. I think a lot of times it's, it's one of those things people brush to the side, like, oh, you know, he might have he said this or he might have made a comment. It's a pretty hurtful thing to do. Um, I feel like it can impact a lot of students. And I, I think campus needs to let everybody know it's not tolerated. They need to set the foot down. I'm not saying like, you know, you their life has to be ended for making a mistake because everyone deserves a second chance or a chance to grow. But the opportunity for them to grow needs to be given. They need to be given whatever punishment to, um, for them to face. And they also need a chance to learn. Someone needs to educate them. So I think the most sustainable solution is to be a little more strict and really back up the message that everybody preaches about um, being intolerant towards racism. I think that ties a lot in with cancel culture nowadays. Um, Cancel culture, I feel like, is a really toxic thing. Um, Like Vimal was saying, I feel like there's always room to grow, and I feel like education is a much better way to show someone that they're doing wrong rather than blatantly like just cutting them out um and so canceling them um as far as like how people think of them i agree because like 
when you cancel somebody, I feel like that's just saying, okay, you made a mistake. We're not dealing with you anymore. You're out. You're done. And that just, like, it doesn't give them a chance to grow. I feel like that doesn't help them really learn much um, because they could keep, like, doing what they were doing that caused them to get canceled in their like own life away from the media that kind of like blocks them out and we would never know really but um yeah I I was gonna say that too I have a huge problem with cancel culture as a whole and um I'm like glad that he mentioned that and how we really need to like help people grow and learn yeah Yeah. because like if you're just like canceling them and they kind of get away with like saying what they're saying you're doing what they're doing and so it never gives them that chance to learn and then also going back to what he said like his solution was education that was super interesting to me because when I asked on that same question she made the point that like some people aren't going to want to be educated but I think if we kind of make enough outlets and like different ways that they can be educated more people are going to be willing to learn about these things and like educate themselves and fix like the way they're acting absolutely the easier that we put it in someone's plate to digest the quicker that it'll work and the easier that it will be to digest um i definitely think that there's so many different outlets that we can reach people through going back to your media thing talking about just starting slow um pam tuck's books that's a really great way to start and plant a seed so people are raised up culturally aware and understanding of other cultures um that are unlike their own yeah i feel like we like need to put it out in front of them like you said because um, I feel like now you kind of have to like go searching for it yourself. And yes, that's like something you should want to do. You should want to go looking for these answers to understand other people's cultures and stuff like that. But also I feel like a lot of people aren't aware of the issues. So then they don't know that they should go to search out these things or should want to go search out these things. Right. And if we don't put it right in front of them, we're enabling them to sit in ignorance. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts that you can think of that you would like to share? Um, no. Okay, that's <laughs> that's about it for me. That's fine. Um, I do have one more follow-up question, too. Have you noticed any differences in between different areas, either within the state or moving like into any other states like surrounding states or even further out from that oh definitely i mean just like in comparison of all the places i've been i've definitely noticed like in saudi arabia i was there um we were christian there they were really intolerant of christians there so we had to have like secret prayer meetings you know so in comparison to that like coming to america has always been like a blessing so um yeah but there have been a lot of moments where I was like, wow, it's different here than in other places. I, I first came to Raleigh, then I was in Chapel Hill, and then I was in Cary, and then I'm in Greenville. So you can, you can definitely like tell um, the effects a population has or the diversity of a population has on its people. Like in the Triangle, a lot of people are used to seeing Indians everywhere. They've had the opportunity to talk to so many people and learn from them. And so, you know, they, don't, they won't be making... Um, random comments that might be insensitive because 
they've met these people. They've learned from them. They know a little bit better. So definitely in terms of places, just who's in the community makes a huge difference. I agree with that. Like growing up in the triangle, like I don't feel like I noticed discrimination as much as I guess I do here. And I mean, it obviously happened because of like, I mean, it's going to happen everywhere, which is why we're having these conversations. But it was definitely not as prominent there. And coming here and like noticing these things and like hearing people talk about this stuff was kind of surprising to me. So that's like something that I've been wondering a lot recently because. Um, I feel like when I was younger, I didn't really notice that stuff as much, but now I completely notice it a lot, um, whether it's like around me or through the internet or stuff like that. And I've just been wondering, was I more oblivious when I was younger, or is it really like that different in the Woodlands, Texas from Greenville, North Carolina? But um, yeah. Do you think that... Um what each location is like and how supportive they are towards minorities. Is that something that you think about as far as your future goes and where you might want to live, where you might want to move to? Um, for me, I, I feel like that's not as big of an issue for me to the point where it might deter me from living somewhere, especially because, um, you know, being Indian, I feel like there aren't necessarily, or there are communities that might be more hateful to minorities in general. But I, I can't think of somewhere where it's like, you know, they're they're known for anti-Indian like beliefs or they're the racist towards Indians. So it is something I would consider or like if the company I'm working at has had issues in the past or they won't step up and take the action they need to for racism, that's something I would consider. But I'm not sure about for where I live in the future. Okay, cool. I don't think I have any more questions, so if there's nothing else you would like to share, we will close it out there. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much to Vimmel for um, sitting down with me this week and doing the interview. It was really interesting to get to see um, your perspective um, for 30 minutes this past week. Um, it was really, really interesting. Um, so as far as our future episodes and um, all of our up, most up-to-date information and the latest information, make sure you guys stay tuned in with our Instagram at the pit perspective at the dot pit dot perspective. Um, and we will catch you guys next time.